Welcome back to the Bravo Bible. Before I begin, I just want to say I am nowhere near the professional that I thought I was. I do not watch nearly as much Bravo content as I thought I did that's needed for a Bravo podcast. <laughs> Let me rewind a little bit on that. Technically, yes, I am watching enough content. But to produce a podcast is an insane amount of work. And I feel like a lot of people do not get enough credit. All of the Bravo podcasts that I was listening to before, I never realized how much work goes into each episode. Like, obviously, you have to watch the show and then you have to like record the episode. But like, if you're not on it, stuff is happening. And like, especially, I mean, as we all know, in the Bravo universe, stuff is happening on camera and off camera. And like, you need to be reporting on it like daily. Like, I feel like I need to up my journalism skills because like, oh my gosh, I just, it's a lot. And like, luckily, I have an audio engineer who can, you know, edit my stuff for me. But like, if I had to record and then edit and then try to like put it out before it's like too late, it's like, this is really, truly a lot. So that being said, I think I'm going to attempt, please don't hold me to it. (laughs) I think I'm going to attempt to put out two episodes a week. I can't even believe I'm saying that. But like one episode a week is just like not cutting it right now. And on top of that, like there's so much going on with like VPR. I mean, let's let's get to it. There's so much going on with VPR and like Summer House that their drama is like taking over. And I feel like I haven't even put out one Real Housewives podcast yet, which is like insane because the the, the Housewives are like my bread and butter, you know, so I don't know. It's it's crazy. So this episode is going to be about Miami. And so obviously like the end of the season is happening. So it's not really going to be like a play by play as I would have hoped because I I think I mentioned this in my first episode. Real Housewives of Miami is my favorite as of right now. What I'm seeing on my screen is unmatched. I love Real Housewives of Miami. Um, and so I was, I've just been watching it and it was before I like had the podcast. So I was just watching it and just like really needing someone to talk to about it. And then now I have the podcast and I haven't even made an episode about it yet because there was just like so much other things like taking up my time. So this is going to be kind of a recap to get us all up to speed before the reunion. So this is going to be kind of like the last two episodes of this season, um, like the finale, and a little bit of, I guess, just like overall how I feel about it. And um, yeah, just kind of like getting us all on the same page so that if I do, hopefully I do, um, start putting out two episodes that at least like we're all kind of caught up on Miami for the most part. I'm trying to get it together with New Jersey and Potomac because Potomac actually just like wrapped up their finales and I wanted to have some of my friends on to talk about it because I just I find it to be like 
a better dialogue, obviously, when there's more than one person here. So I want to try to get my friends to talk about it, but with scheduling, it's a little bit difficult. So hopefully we can put that together. It might be a little bit late because, like I said, the um, the reunions have already came out. So we'll see. I mean, hopefully someone will listen to it, but it might just like not be important <laughs> by the time it comes out. Um, also speaking of things that just won't be relevant by the time I get it out, um, I have been completely and utterly bamboozled, bam fucking boozled. The, the wool has been pulled over my eyes. There is nothing left for me to truly believe in this world. I don't really want to, I don't really want to get into it because I really, really, really want somebody to talk to about this. You, if, uh, I can't even like get it out. The news about Sandoval and Ariana. That news shook me this weekend. Shook me. I don't have anyone to talk to about it. I'm trying to, I'm really trying to like set up a few people and like try to get, so this is, I'm so like all over the place because that's just how I've been feeling, right? So I'm trying to get somebody to talk about the whole scandal. I'm not, I'm really not going to give any teasers right now. I'm just saying the scandal, we all know what it is. I want to get into detail because I have found out some crazy crazy details about this and I really need somebody to talk to so hopefully I will be able to get a guest to talk about VPR um and maybe not even about VPR but specifically about this like scandal it might be its own separate podcast episode I really truly don't know um but yeah that's just where my brain is my brain is frazzled right now I'm thinking about Real Housewives of New Jersey I'm thinking about Potomac I'm thinking about um VPR obviously summer house like there's just like so much happening at the moment so I really need to figure out a way to organize my thoughts a little bit better but that's for an upcoming episode and I promise you if regardless if I don't get a guest I guess I'll just do it myself maybe maybe I'll try to convince Ryan to come on Ryan's my boyfriend maybe I'll convince him to come on and then I'll just like fangirl crazy and just explain every single detail to him because he doesn't really know any of like the backstory I don't know it, it needs to get done but right now <laughs> in this episode we're gonna talk about Miami I'm sorry I know that was a super duper convoluted super long intro and it just I had to get that all out there and have it make sense so that what's going on in my brain is like just put down something to hold me accountable basically because if I don't like I'm just I'm literally scatterbrained with everything that's going on with Bravo and I love it it's I mean I'm not complaining it's something it's like a problem that I want to have you know um okay so enough 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 let's get into Miami okay so the players in Miami Marisol Nicole Gertie Kiki Larsa Alexia Julia and Adriana. I'm going to go down the list of my thoughts on the, each person, my feelings, um, 
give a little bit of backstory. Like I said, this is kind of like a recap of the like past, like the ending, like two to three episodes ish, just so that we're all on the same page for when the reunion comes out, because hopefully by then I will have a better system. Okay, so first, Marisol. Mm. I want to like Marisol. Like, I, I feel like Marisol in her prime, like Marisol 30 in Miami was probably the most fun anyone's ever seen ever. Right? Like, she's she gives me cool girl vibes that is just trying too hard now. And I don't know, I don't know why, but she just really rubs me the wrong way currently. But I feel like I want to like her. So I I have this like issue with every time she's on the screen. I don't know how to feel really because I want to like her, but I just don't. (laughs) And I don't know what that says about her or me. My biggest issue for what I don't like about her is that she makes every single situation a moment to make a joke about, oh, I'm going to have a cocky. And if you, don't, if you don't watch Miami, cocky is lingo for a cocktail. Every single time she's on the screen, she's like, oh, where's my drink? I need a drink in my hands. I'm sipping on a cocky. This is my thing. Like, alcoholism isn't your personality, babe. It can't be. Like, I want to like you. I think she's very funny. I think like her jokes are witty when they're not surrounded by like alcohol jokes. Like we we get it. You like to drink. Cool. Like, I don't know. Last season, um, when they were at the like Versace mansion and she was talking about how like she used to go to the Versace mansion and like party there when she was younger. Like that's the stuff that I want to know more about. I want to know about like what you were doing like in Miami like what were you doing on the scene like who were you with who are your friends um I want to know more about your personality your thoughts your views not just the fact that you like alcohol like we get it we all like alcohol you're a housewife we get it but literally every single every interview she's holding a drink she's like that's like her prop it's like her gag like oh gotta take a sip of my drink like pulling out my flask oh do you have my red solo cup oh you have my martini glass like it's just we get it we get it it's it's really a lot and it's really distracting and I've said this a bunch of times before I listen to other podcasts and it seems like that's kind of a consensus a consensus Ooh, why can't I say that? Everybody agrees. We all agree. Marisol, put the drink down. Enough. Like, and it's not even like she's getting drunk and sloppy, which is also the thing that's kind of weird to me is like, if you're drinking so much all the time, you're like, oh, I like a stiffy. Like, we get it. But like, she's drinking so much all the time and you're still not having fun. You're still just like there. Like, I don't, I don't know. It's like, we've obviously all seen like, drunk housewives who are like acting a fool and like either it's silly or it's like really bad you know like it can go one way or the other but with Marisol we don't see any of that like if you removed every single moment where she mentioned a drink you would not know that she even had a drink because I don't know if that's just her tolerance is really high or if she really isn't drinking as much as she's like leading on I don't know 
I feel really conflicted with Marisol. Um, as I go down the list, I'm going to like explain more people and then we'll start to get into like their complex relationships. But um, I do want to comment on Marisol when she got really emotional about um, Adriana mentioning um, her ex and their breakup. So Marisol's ex-boyfriend um, apparently at some point said to Ari, uh, not Ariana, Adriana. See, I have Tom and Ariana on my brain. But no, Marisol was mentioning how when her and her ex broke up, how she like got anorexic and like really struggled during that breakup and lost a lot of weight and was really sick. And during that moment, we really see her get vulnerable and like show her her true like self. And that's what I really like about her because I see it in there. It's just covered by all this like show I don't know it's very weird and it was really heartbreaking to see that because you could tell that she really like struggled next I want to talk about Nicole and so in the last episode Nicole really has a heart-to-heart with her dad um so previously in you know the past season we see that she really struggles with her relationship with her father and I personally relate to this a lot. So if you know me or you know my dad, my dad is the life of the party, right? Everybody that I've ever met loves my dad, loves him, right? I'll go to a bar. People walk up to me. They're like, your, your father, he's a great man. He's done X, Y, and Z for me. He's done this, this, and that for me. Everybody loves my dad, right? But at the same time, sometimes I can't fucking stand that because like, I don't know how to explain it, but it's like the the life of the party is always the center of attention. My dad is always the center of attention in any room. It could be someone's like birthday and he's stealing the attention. And it's not that he does it on purpose. And I know that. So seeing like Nicole's relationship with her dad and I feel very similar to her that we both have everybody loves her dad. Everybody, you know, thinks he's so funny, um, very charming, all these qualities that, you know, people tell me about my father. I feel the same way. But there's this like resentment towards it that I see Nicole show and talk about. And how she really struggles with, you know, having him come to a family event or come to, come over to the house, whatever the case may be, because he's he'll show up drunk and he thinks it's funny and he's he's goofing off. And and something about that is charming to other people. And it's like. Fuels your rage as a daughter. I don't know what it is, but I completely I see her. I feel her. I really, truly like put myself in Nicole's shoes. I I get that. And I know this is kind of deep, but the episode gets kind of deep, you know? Um, so when her father is there with her and they're talking to the therapist and um, the therapist basically is like, oh, how was um, your engagement party? So Nicole's engagement party, her father came and 
everybody, like Marisol, like Alexia, everybody was like all over him. Um, He was like flirting with Kiki. And like as a viewer, it's funny, like his, her dad is like a cool character, you know, but I could just see her face. And there was a moment where um, they like went up to the um, bartender and he knew the bartender. Right. And the bartender at, at the party was like, oh, your dad, yada, yada, yada. Right. And so she's like, how do you know the bartender? Like what? Like, come on. Like, what's going on? And that just I felt that I I felt that feeling of like walking into a place and, and your dad just knows everybody. And it's just like, why? I don't know. It sounds so stupid. And from like an outside perspective, I'm sure like because everybody was saying to her, like Alexia was like, that's just your dad. You just need to like you need to accept him. And like Marisol was like, um oh like he's like this is my kind of like cuban man or something like that like basically being like this is like the the type of miami man that like i remember or whatever and so like i get it from an outside perspective that he's fun he's cool but it, he's not your dad so you can't really you can't say you know and um so the therapist was asking like oh how how was it whatever and he goes oh i behaved and nicole like rolls her eyes a little bit and the therapist is like, well, what do you mean you behaved? And he's like, well, it means I didn't misbehave. <laughs> and like, he's being funny, but like at the same time, you know that like he really was on his best behavior, quote unquote, for Nicole. Like he knew that he couldn't get trashed because this event was for Nicole. And like, even though he was on his best behavior and he was technically you know keeping it under control he still was being that annoying dad who's taking over I could see it on her face every time they panned to her face during the party she was rolling her eyes or just like whatever and 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 I I get it I really get it um so the therapist is like they're just like talking you know and eventually it comes out that when Nicole was a little girl, her dad took her um, to pick up pumpkins, right? That's what they said. And um, I didn't really get the story exactly, but I think like the father got out of the car to like go talk to somebody in a different car or something. And Nicole got out of the car to see where her dad went and the car backed up and hit her. She got hit by the car as a little girl. So the father internalize that like oh my god my daughter just got hit by a car because of me like why like I mean let's think about it we know that that he got arrested for being involved with drugs and stuff like that what was he doing outside of the car well I mean let's let's break it down right so it comes out that like the father is saying he's like I was not around as much not because I didn't love you or didn't want to be around but because I viewed it as being safer in a way. And like, it was this moment where I think the two of them really like opened up and saw things from each other's perspective. Cause like Nicole, her whole life views her father as wasn't, wasn't around, um, rather be out partying, drinking, cheating, like not coming home, whatever the case may be, gets arrested, isn't there for his family. And the dad sees it as, well, I knew what I was doing 
and I knew what I was doing wasn't good. And I didn't want you to be around for that. So it was a very interesting dynamic, you know, and and I really, truly appreciate Nicole and her father having that conversation on camera because talking about like (laughs) talking about like daddy issues, I mean, any sort of like childhood trauma is like really difficult to do, you know, and it's very personal. And I mean, anytime I talk about my dad, I feel like, I don't know, I feel like guilty because I'm like, I know I love my dad. I know my dad loves me, but I do feel this like resentment, the same exact thing that Nicole feels. So it's just very, I don't know, it was very interesting to watch. And for somebody who sees her perspective, like I, I, I relate to Nicole. Um, it was kind of like healing a little bit, you know, because I think about it from, you know, my dad's perspective. And I'm like, well, I wonder what his reasoning is or what the way he views things, you know. Anywho, <laughs> enough of that therapy session. OK. <laughs> um, OK, so next we have Gertie. So I'm going to be honest when last season came out, I was not a big fan of Gertie in the beginning, like first two or three episodes. I don't know. Something about her just wasn't really like resonating with me off the jump. But as the season progressed, as this season progressed, as we get to see more of Gertie and her family and more of Gertie and her work life and more of Gertie and the way she interacts with the other women, the way she interacts with her husband. She, I just really, really like her. She really gives me the full package. She really gives me like empowered, strong working woman who's like gonna get the job done. Like she has so much on her plate and she just, crushes it you know and that's something that I really like about her is that she yes the title is Real Housewives of Miami but she's not just a housewife you know like she has the like number one I don't I don't know exactly (laughs) I don't know exactly how it's rated but she has a super successful um party planning business and she was um recognized in vogue like that's a lot and it's it was before the show like came out you know so she has has been doing this and her husband is a firefighter which is uh like i don't know it's like an interesting dynamic to see where the woman is like the really powerful and rich one in the family i'm sure he gets has a great job and like you know has a good pension and all but um Usually on Housewives, we're just always seeing, like, the husband who has all this money and then, like, the woman is just kind of, like, sitting around. And so I like that Gertie is, like, showing us the different events that she's doing in, like, different countries and all over the world. And, um, like, I don't know. I just really like that. And on top of that, she is at like every single event. 
she shows up to to everything. She has like luncheons with the girls. Like she's truly balancing everything. And she even mentions how she wishes she could um be more present for her like sons. So like she balances that and we see them have like a family night and they're like playing like games and you see the husband and the kids are like kind of goofy and like talking about like Star Wars and stuff and and it's just like so cute because she's she's a boy mom but she's also into like such girly extravagant things. So it's like seeing her like interact with her like high school like teenager son and like her younger son it was just cute you know I really like Gertie and I think she has good perspectives she's always giving like sound advice I feel um another thing is that her facial expressions kill me I know the girls like don't like it and I could imagine why like if you're getting into an argument with someone and their face is like moving all crazy you're like what the fuck's your problem I get that but from an outside perspective, I love her faces because I'm like, girl, me too. Like, I'm thinking, feeling the same thing. And it's funny when, like, people are fighting and she's over in the corner literally having a seizure because she just can't control her face. <laughs> um, Next, we have Kiki. Kiki could not be on the show and I wouldn't notice. Kiki could be on the show and I wouldn't notice. Kiki offers nothing to me personally. I don't I don't. I don't get Kiki. I don't get how she interacts with the other girls. I don't see Kiki, like, calling them. I don't see Kiki, like, going out to dinner with them. Like, I don't see Kiki interacting. I don't know. Kiki just seems off to me. I mean, and, and it's not her specifically. Like, it's not like she does anything wrong. It's just I just don't see how she fits into the group. I really, truly don't really have much to offer with Kiki. Sorry. <laughs> on to Larsa. Larsa could be on the TV. Larsa could be off the TV. I couldn't care less. <laughs> that sounds so messed up. Kiki and Larsa are like on the same level for me, which is crazy because obviously Larsa is a OG. She was there like for a long time. And, you know, there's a lot of off off screen drama with her, you know, about um how she used to be Kim Kardashian's best friend, the whole her and Kanye stuff, um, Adriana making the like whole Kanye thing about like seeing Kanye's dick and then Larsa got like weird about it. Like, I don't know. Larsa's just like, she gives me too much of like a clout chaser to be on reality TV. It's like, you want to be an Instagram model. So go be an Instagram model. You physically are like a plastic Barbie doll. I mean, everybody comments on, like, how good her ass looks. Personally, I do not think her ass looks good. I think it looks, like, just obviously fake. It's crazy that she won't admit that her ass is fake. That's actually wild. Very Kim Kardashian of her. And um, it's just, I don't know. Like, she just gives me, like, she thinks she's too good to be there, but then also isn't offering anything to be there. You know, like, I feel like she thinks it's her right to be there. And she doesn't, like, she just doesn't look like she enjoys being friends with these women. It's like it's a hassle for her to be there. And she just doesn't, I don't know. She just doesn't do it for me. She just doesn't do it for me. Maybe if she was on, like, The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and there was, like, Hollywood drama 
maybe I don't know I just don't see the connection like even like when she goes out to like lunch with the girls it's like weird it's like they're they're not actually going to get lunch with one another it's only because they're like cast members you know and then next we have Alexia who I adore love would worship the ground she walks on I think Alexia is the coolest prettiest baddest bitch that's ever been on reality tv (laughs) maybe not that's that's a lot but I love Alexia I love her drama and not drama like what she brings I mean drama like the way she dresses her hair her makeup everything about her screams like I don't know just like beauty queen Miami to me like when I think of a woman in Miami I think of her like the married to a fucking (laughs) mo like literally cartel um just like Cuban blonde blue eyes beautiful body everything about her is just gorgeous to me which is interesting because a lot of people compare her to Teresa from New Jersey and I I see the resemblance like it's uncanny how similar they look but I do not feel the same way about Teresa so I don't know what that says about me because they literally look identical but I just I think Teresa's like so uh, that's a that's a conversation for another podcast. Back to Alexia. I love Alexia. I think she's a great mom. I I feel like so terrible for her about her whole story. You know, like everything that happened to her son Frankie. Um, her son Peter's a fucking asshole. I hate him. Um, her boyfriend. I forget what her boyfriend's name is, but even he looks like Teresa's boyfriend Louis. Well husband I guess they're both they're all married now so her husband looks like Teresa's husband in my opinion (laughs) but I like her husband I do not like Louis I do like Alexia's husband I just think that they're very cute together physically very attractive Alexia's outfits are just so cute to me I just I love it like she just looks like a little Barbie doll I love her I do not think it was fair for Julia to call her a barracuda (laughs) The window when they were like, oh, you look like you ha- you're giving me that barracuda eyes or whatever. And then when the editors put the picture of the barracuda up, bitch, I died. What? Like, that was such a good comparison. It was fucked up, though. Like, Julia, you're wrong for that. But it was hilarious. Very funny. Um, But Alexia. OK, so. I really felt for Alexia um, when Adriana made the comparison about um, her foot that was hurt to how that was an accident to how, um, you know, Alexia's son Frankie was in an accident. That that was bad. That was really, really bad. And you can see how hurt Alexia was. The way she was like crying was just like pure pain the way she was screaming at Adriana was just like you have no idea this kind of pain until you've lived it and unfortunately Alexia has had like a really hard deck to deal I feel like she just has a lot going on all the time and I just think she's so patient with Frankie um she 
I feel personally, I think she should. Um, I think she should forgive Adriana because I do think it was fucked up what Adriana said, but I don't think Adriana said it to be fucked up. I think she said it to be like, well, I mean, accidents happen. You know, you know about Frankie. Like that was an accident, obviously. Like it was fucked up how she said it. But like, I, I don't think she like meant any like she obviously loves Frankie. I don't think she would ever like try to hurt Alexia in that manner. I think it was just like something rude to say off the cuff, you know, like you just are throwing shit back and forth. And that's just what came out. Um, So I do think she should apologize. Um, Not apologize. I'm sorry. I, I do think she should forgive Adriana because Adriana has apologized time and time again. So I think at the reunion, it'll either go one way or another. She'll either, you know, accept her apology or this is going to like turn into another feud that's just going to roll into next season. Um, Speaking also of Adriana, the way that she um has been apologizing to both Alexia and Marisol is like, I feel very genuine. And Marisol, if anything, should just get the fuck over it. Like Marisol, who gives a fuck? Who really gives a fuck? Like, it's not that serious. Alexia, it was serious. I get it. But Marisol, like, lit- okay, so I don't think I really got into it. But basically, Adriana told Marisol that um, Marisol's ex tried to, like, talk to her. And Adriana was like, I can't do that. Like, I would never do that to Marisol. Like, no, I'm not interested. And basically, he was like, well, I never loved Marisol. So Adriana told Marisol this, that he said that, but she told, (laughs) she told Marisol, he said he never loved you to try and show her loyalty is what she said. She wanted to be like, look, I'm, I'm so loyal. Like I never even hooked up with your ex. And I'm like, girl, that's not really, that's not really how you do that. You know, like I, again, I feel like I can always see where Adriana's coming from. Like, I get how she was like, obviously, I'm loyal to you. I told him no, even after he said he never loved you. Like, I, I, I would never. Like, I get it. But, like, the delivery, the timing, like, all of it's just always, like, wrong. <laughs> Which is why Marisol, like, freaked out about it. But, like, Marisol, get over it. Like, you're married now to a new man. You're, you're so happy with your cockies. Like, get over it. Anywho. I guess I'll just like talk about Adriana now. I was going to talk about Julia, but I'll just stick with Adriana at the moment. So Adriana's song came out called Fire, which is literally fire. If you haven't heard of the song, it's so fucking good. It's exactly what I would expect a song about Miami would sound like. It's so good. I can definitely like see myself being on a beach somewhere on a boat listening to that drinking like my Miami Vice like it's just so cute it's a really fun song and even Alexia said that she was like um Alexia was like oh I don't want to forgive her but her song's good or something like that um but yeah Adriana she keeps putting her foot in her mouth we all know this she doesn't like think about what she's saying she just like spits shit out and I kind of relate to that I don't always like think oh what are the repercussions of what I'm saying no I just say shit that comes out it just flies off the tongue it just it sounds good in the moment it might be hurtful but you know that's 
that's why you apologize the next day. Like, get over it. I see Adriana's perspective. But at the same time, she is very remorseful. So that's a good quality is that she might say stupid shit, random shit that just flies out. But she is able to say, I'm I'm sorry about what I said. I didn't mean it like that. And she is able to give a sincere apology. A lot of housewives can't do that. A lot of housewives will die on the hill. They will burn the bridge. They will never admit fault. And that's just like, come on. We all say shit we don't mean when we're angry. We get it. But don't just fucking die on the hill. Like, you have to apologize. You know what I mean? And of course, that can go you know, to the opposite extreme where people just say whatever they want and expect like, oh, well, I said sorry, so get over it. That's, I don't, I don't feel that from Adriana. I truly feel like she, she feels bad for what she says. I do. Um, one thing I'm a little confused about though, is that they, they keep saying like, Adriana, she's so lonely. Her son's in college. She doesn't have a man, but like, I don't understand why that's like her her storyline like why is her storyline that she's lonely i'm a little confused about that because like people are are single like being single is like a common thing you know it's not i don't know it's not like the end of the world like you're in miami and you're beautiful and you're a housewife and you have money like i don't get it like you're still going to all these events with all these women like I just, I'm not really following the whole lonely storyline, but I don't know. Teach their own, I guess. And then the last housewife is Julia. I love Julia. She is so sweet to me. She just seems like such a cute little fairy. (laughs) I don't know. Like, I just love her. And I love her relationship with Martina. I'm happy to see that they have, you know, come back together at the end of this episode, at the end of the season. You know, they go on a date together. They have like this beautiful moment. And we see that they were just having a rough patch because there was a while where I was like, Julia does not like Martina. Like, they are not meant to be together, which is like, not true at all but i don't know this just like their their chemistry was just off i feel um but i'm happy that it's back i think that she's a great friend to adriana i feel like she um is always fun and bubbly and is always very nice even when she's fighting she's fighting because she's like frustrated or like feeling like misunderstood not because she's being a bitch you know like for example like larsa will just start shit because she's a bitch you know like she'll just throw out like oh well nicole i think you i heard you slept with every doctor in the hospital or oh lisa you um you rent out your house because you can't afford it like she just says shit that's just like fucked up like what made you say that you're just an asshole where like julia i feel like anytime she's ever gotten into an argument it's because she's on the defense and she's feeling like frustrated or just like misunderstood and like her her her, like um insults are like oh you you're giving me barracuda eyes like that's that's not that bad you know you know um i'm also we find out that um julia's wife martina has been diagnosed with um 
throat and breast cancer. So that's really definitely very difficult for them, I'm sure. Um, And that was like at the end trailer. So they're currently, you know, dealing with that. So we'll see, you know, hopefully Martina is okay. And in the reunion, hopefully we get a little update on her. And then last but not least, Lisa. If I had started this podcast two months ago, I'd have so much to say because I fucking hate Lenny. Lisa's ex, I hate that man. He, fuck him. (laughs) Sorry, that was so aggressive. But like, fuck him. However, now that it's been like, it's literally the last episode of the season, I'm just like, whatever. Fuck Kenny. Kenny I called him Kenny his name's Lenny like that's how much I don't care he's just like he's a dickhead he's a piece of shit he cheated on her and Lisa just like I I never really had an opinion about Lisa prior because I mean she's very pretty she seems very sweet but like that was kind of it you know but I feel like unfortunately it sounds so horrible to say but unfortunately this whole situation with Lenny has really allowed Lisa to open up and be vulnerable with the viewers. And you know, all Bravo fans like clung to her side. When that video came out of Lenny and that girl in the club and she like licked her lips at the camera, you you know the video I'm talking about. That shit was crazy. People were fucking going onto his business website and leaving fucking bad Yelp reviews. Like people were fucking on Lisa's side like they were tearing that man down as they should because fuck him that's really all I gotta say honestly (laughs) like I just I feel bad for Lisa I think she seems like a great mom um I think she seems very confused and worried and she doesn't know what's gonna happen she doesn't know who to trust it's it's a lot I could never imagine being in that in that uh situation you know the fact that he comes into the house and like just like yells at her like I really truly feel bad for her that's like a really shitty situation and it seems like Lenny like fucking just lost his mind like he literally truly is off the rocker the way that he speaks to his parents the way that he does not give a fuck about his kids like he's he's a monster so power to Lisa honestly because I don't know how she didn't fucking kill him that's horrible but you know like she keeps her cool she's like I have to do what's best for my kids I have to make sure that I'm like you know level-headed in all of this I love it and there was a cute little scene where um Alexia and uh, Marisol went over to Lisa's house and Lisa was like oh let's go get a bottle of wine and she was like let's open the most expensive one here and I thought that was so funny because she's like you think Lenny cares about my feelings nope so I don't give a fuck about his wine and I thought that was so funny that was cute (laughs) oh and then um uh Lisa was like oh like he comes home around like five or six and like you see Marisol and Alexia like look like scrambling to like look at the clock to be like it, well is he coming over like what time is it like he it, what, what if he walks in like you see them like what do we do and she's like no 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 relax like it's no big <laughs> but they're just so frantic they're like huh huh what what but she's like no I told I told him I was having friends over and so um 
there it like cuts to um a confessional of marisol of course drinking on her fucking cocky but she's like oh my god i don't know what i would do if lenny walks in like we talk a lot of shit about lenny and i thought that was very funny because we all know as women you're talking shit about your man even if it's like oh he didn't take the garbage out whatever something stupid but if something like what lenny did like cheats on you leaves you has a mistress uh doesn't care about the kids is trying to kick you out the house best believe they're talking shit about you lenny like nobody nobody in her friend group is defending you and nobody in the world is defending you so that's wild also i felt bad for her because there was that scene where um she went out with her kids and met with her mother-in-law marina who's lenny's mom who up until this point was like fully supporting her was you know going over to the house to watch the kids like she was on her side and then all of a sudden in this episode i guess i don't know what lenny did to brainwash his mom but she started saying like well you know you go out too much you were you were throwing all these parties there were a lot of girls you gave him the chance you were giving him the opportunities and lisa's like what like i shouldn't have to worry every time i leave the house if my husband's going to cheat on me like are you kidding and i felt really bad for her in that moment cuz she was like she, I, I really feel like she was blindsided she was she did not think that marina was going to say that so that that was sad honestly that's basically it like i'm looking over my notes and i'm like i think i think i've covered most of it like i said it's not really a structured anything it's kind of this episode was really just to like get us all on kind of the same page so that we're ready for the reunion um so yeah that's my my thoughts on Miami. I love Miami. I want to go to Miami. I want to be in Miami. I want to watch the reunion in Miami. Make it happen. Like send someone fly me out. I truly can't recommend Miami enough. If you haven't watched it yet, quickly <laughs> watch every single episode so that you're ready for the reunion. And um, yeah, Thank you so much for listening. I hope you guys are, you know, really enjoying the content that we're putting out so far. I'm really going to try to pump out some more. Like I said, I'm going to really try to do two episodes a week every now and then if I can so that I'm keeping up with the things that I want to be kept up with. You know, like I, I haven't even talked about um, like Family Karma yet, which Family Karma is one of my favorite shows on right now. So there's just like, there's just a lot, you know? So I'm going to really try to get my guests lined up and, you know, have more structure, pump out more content. <laughs> um, I will never stop watching Bravo. So it's not really about if I'm watching enough. It's just about if I'm recording these episodes enough. So if something's happening off camera, I'm still I'm still on it. I just need to get on the pod. <laughs> also, guys, don't worry. I will be talking about VPR and the whole Tom and Ariana thing. I will. I just don't know when, but I will. Okay? So keep keep an eye out, okay? Thank you guys so much for listening. I really appreciate all the support um we've been really making marks out here and uh yeah we're just gonna keep it up thanks guys bye, bye.